If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. For all new and current subscribers, welcome back to Resilient Love. Resilient is being able to overcome difficult situations. This podcast is about love, love, tips tips on on life, life, and how to level up in your business. Let's Let's get get started started on on the journey. When it comes to, hey everybody, this is another episode of Resilient Love. We are here on the couch chilling and we want to have a real, as Larry Reed Live, shout out to Larry Reed Live, a real conversation. And I just think that um, the topic we were discussing was just how when people are stuck in a situation, right their vision is not like your vision or your perspective because if when you think about the bible because i got to use the reference that my pastor used so y'all can catch what i'm trying to say so he referenced the part of the bible the story in the bible where jesus allowed moses to part the red sea when jesus allowed moses to part the red sea the children of Israel were able to run. Well, they ain't run, but they walk, you know, just walk right through on dry land, right? And so the king that was trying to run after them, he thought that his camp or his army could do the same thing. And so I'm saying that a lot of times when we see somebody else walking on dry land or they walking through something that is like, well, how in the world are they walking through that? You as the individual watching it are like, well, shoot, if they were able to walk through that, I should be able to walk through that too. Let me give you another uh, Bible story. When you think about the three Hebrew boys in the fiery furnace <clears throat> and the, and the army men or the, the guard said, who is the fourth person in the fire? Who was the fourth person? The fourth person was actually Jesus. So these two stories, when you see something, you see somebody going through something, you say to yourself, oh, well, they went through that or they came out of that. And in one hand, it gives you encouragement that if you're going through something, you can get out of it too. But on the flip side of that, if you're not careful, it will put you in a position where you think that the same outcome they had is going to be your outcome too. And you got to be sure you got to be conscious enough to recognize as the Bible says, what's for you is for you. You know what I'm saying? Like Jesus always said that he know the plans he has for you. So the plans he had for Brianna, that was for Brianna. The plans he had for Quentin, That's for Quentin. So we just got to have the type of vision where we're not so clouded or we're not so consumed 
by what we see other people going through. Now, we still have to have empathy, sympathy. We still have to have a level of concern for our brother and sister in Christ. But we still have to remain focused. I don't want nobody to miss what I'm saying. Remain focused on what God has for you. You might go through a fiery furnace. You might have a, a, a moment in your life where you're like, yo, I'm really going through some stuff right now. Like, this is a very trying season for me right now. And you might have an outsider, like a family member or a friend, and they see you going through this trying season. And you you almost are like, the person's like, well, dang, Sally going through all that? Mm. You know, people start judging the season that you're in. But guess what? They think, oh, well, I, that wouldn't happen to me, or, or I ain't got that issue. But guess what? See what the Bible say? Jesus know the plans he has for you, plans not to harm you, but to prosper you, plans that have an expected end. So what somebody's going through, it's going to help build you up. It's going to help put you in a position where you prosper, but you can't miss it getting caught up or getting clouded in your vision. You can't get your vision caught up in somebody else's circumstance. You can pray for that person, but you got to stay focused on what season God has you in. Well, I'll just go my, I mean, I, for the sake of having it on record. I'll just say what I said before. And as I was sitting here thinking, to better clarify what I was saying earlier, you simply have to have laser focus vision. And I remember hearing that from a, a Pastor J something out of LaGrange, Lewis. Yeah. J. Lewis. Been resonating with me since I heard it last year. Mm-hmm. Never thought it would continue to resurface. It's funny how a word can carry over a whole past 12 months later. Come on now. So, laser focus vision. It's just anything that comes your way, you don't allow it to. I still have it recorded. You don't allow it to get in the way. Like right then, this very moment, I had to have laser focus vision to finish what I'm saying. And so by me saying that, as I think about Jesus, Mm -hmm. when he was going through his process of trying to find disciples. Mm Mm-hmm. To help him carry out the vision that God had already gave him. Correct. But see, the thing is, the disciples, some were just not able to interpret the vision like Jesus was. Uh-huh. So this took a filtration process. Okay. When you change your filters, you change them because the dirt... Mm-hmm. It had every three months. You it, it has obtained all the dirt it can. It's no good to you no more. It was good for that season. Mm-hmm. But now it's time to change. So my thing is, many of us miss out or prolong the vision because we're not willing to change the filters. Mm. Changing the filters is not an easy process. Yep. Because we are human. 
we all have feelings and we want to make sure that we don't hurt feelings, but we have to make sure that our feelings don't cut off the vision. Uh-huh. We can't get so caught up in ourselves that we miss the vision. Yep. And you know, vision also represents direction. And if you don't clean up the environment, you basically are clouding or fogging up your vision. The filter helps you to have focus. That's why you need to filter. That was good, Q. So I think we need. I'm, I'm definitely gonna study. Like I, I feel this one. I feel it. And I mean, I couldn't speak from it. I couldn't speak from it from this much clarity until now. Because of the things that I am facing like never before. Mm-hmm. I think the things that I am facing now is molding me for the man God truly has destined me to be. Not the image that I came up with in my own head. Mm-hmm. But the image that he has already predestined. Can I, can I ask you guys something, the listeners? Has your vision ever been challenged? Has your, has your focus ever been so challenged to the point that you actually wanted to throw in the towel? That you actually want to say, you know what? This vision is too heavy. This idea is too great. This situation is too much pressure. I don't know if I can make it through this. I don't know if I have the ability to get through what I'm going through. But I want to actually declare to you that this challenge, as my husband says, is literally challenging you. To change for the better. So you can't throw in the towel on the vision. You can't throw in the towel on what God has called you to do. You can't throw in the towel when people don't even believe in you. You can't throw in the towel when people are judging you. You can't throw in the towel because God still has more yet. Yet means it ain't over. Are we there yet? Come on now, come on now. Yet is actually a term that reminds us that it's not over. You know I got to go to Webster. That's the only way this is going to make this message right. Is if we go to Webster and we look up the word yet. Yet is defined as an adverb up until the present or specific or implied time. By now or then. The second term says still even, which is used to emphasize an increase or repetition. It's also a conjunction, but at the time, yet, nevertheless. Come on now. Come on. Nevertheless. Nevertheless, I press. That's what you got to tell yourself in this season. We just came to remind you guys that nevertheless, I pressed through what my family said. Nevertheless, I pressed through what happened on my job. Nevertheless, I pressed through what the doctor said. Nevertheless, I pressed through a whole pandemic. Nevertheless, I press. Mm-hmm. Nevertheless, I press even when I feel less. Come I- on now. Nevertheless, I press even when I feel less. And I say that for the simple fact, last week I had an interview 
And I felt that I just, I knew I came in there confident, strong. My suit was, was, I'm, I'm she was shocked, guys. It was shocked. Everything was intact. But on top of that, my appearance matched with my talk. Come on. So, you know, I'm looking at the owner and see, I, I haven't been around the block long enough. To know game recognized game as the streets say. Uh-huh. There has to be a level of street smarts that kick in with the spiritual too. All right. So I'm I'm listening to the owner. You know, at the end of the day, I have nothing against him. Respect his you know his decision. That was that was what God saw fit. That wasn't for me. Uh-huh. And but the thing that I do not really respect is. The fact that I was kind of just pushed along. Like I was just another number. And see, that's the thing about knowing your self-worth. That's why you That's why you have to press even when you feel less. Because Woo! man will make you feel less. Yes. But you got to find strength from on high to feel more than what you feeling and that ain't less but you are truly more yes you more than enough uh-huh. you more than that job you yes. more than that ten dollars eleven thirteen dollars an hour you more than that and let me say this for those that you know nothing's wrong with a job but you should have some type of other income uh-huh. don't be so dependent on one source and when I think about just as we're talking about jobs, you are more than that 13. You may be making 13 an hour today, but that's not you. That ain't the end. There is more, but you have to find strength mm-hmm. to get to your more. Yeah. Or you will continue to waddle in less. Man, did y'all catch that? Waddle in less. People love to say, God bless this mess. But I want you to understand, even in the Bible, come on, let's be real, guys. If you if you read even a few stories in the Bible, if you went to one or two Sunday schools, come on now, you actually have heard some of the quote-unquote famous stories. And in essence, what I'm saying to you is King David, right? But before he was King David, he was David in the backyard. He was David in the uh actually working in the field with the sheep. Come on, now he was a shepherd boy. But see, David had an assignment to be a king. So when we look at people in a place where we call them low or less than, or as Quentin already reminded us, that it's not about the money that you make today, but it's about where God is positioning you for tomorrow. A lot of us are like shepherd boys. We we are working in places where people like to talk about, you know, that low income, you know. The person that's making minimum wage. Come on now, the person that that that's doing the quote unquote odd job. But I want you to know that God called you to be not just ordinary, but extraordinary. Come on now, He called you to be greater. He called you to be the head and not the tail. He called you to be above and not beneath. So a lot of times when we find ourselves, come on, in the backyard, in the farm, we we miss or we we almost think, am I really qualified? Come on, Jesus, am I really qualified to be a king? Something else that just came to me. 
to kind of go with what you're saying as well. Don't miss major for minute. And I have the most, I got the best example myself. Uh, I had a dimple in my car, which clarifies as a dent. (laughs) Great big dent in my door for a while. Almost made me feel embarrassed to really go anywhere. Look, it was on the left side, on the driver's side, so I part a certain way so people see the good side. But nevertheless, I got one of the biggest career-changing jobs driving that car. But had I stuck, stayed stuck on that minute detail, I would have missed the major. The major difference I even made on that job of impacting lives because it dealt, it was a field of human resource. Mm-hmm. So I would have missed that for a minute detail that really didn't matter. It don't matter about the shoes you wear, the car you drive, the house you stay in. It truly matters about your relationship with God and your willingness to elevate mm-hmm. for what he has for you. The rest is just icing on the cake. The car, the shoes, the house, the money, all that's icing. God wants you to get the meat. Yeah. And guess what? Just just feeding off of that, that thought, you know, Quentin said... It, it doesn't matter about the, the attire or the look of it. Come on now. Going back to our first thought with David in the in the shep- the shepherd boy. Come on now. The one that's in the field working with the animals while the brothers are in the house chilling. You know, the man. I, for, I, I Forgive me, you guys. I, I want to tell the story correct, but I will say it like this. There was a particular person that came in the room and he told his father that one of your sons is going to be king. One of your sons is going to be king. We're going to link the we're going to link the scripture so that you can go and back and check my reference. Come on. But he was told that one of your sons are going to be king. And so when the father heard this, he did not correlate or connect that David was who he was referencing. David was who he was referencing. So a lot of times your own family, help me Holy Ghost, your own family will not reference you as the one that's going to go beyond. Come on. Your family won't connect the dots that God is calling you to a higher place. I'm just trying to give you a Bible lesson today. You know, I know a little bit about the word, but y'all, I'm going to still give you the reference in the description box so you can go check what your girl's saying. But what I'm, what I'm bring, why I'm bringing this up again is because with Quinn saying you can't get caught up in what you're wearing, David was in the field. At that point, what do you wear in the field? You're pretty much dirty. You're pretty much smelly. You pretty much don't look like somebody who was called to be a king. But see, Jesus was not looking at the outside of David. Jesus was looking at the heart of David. Jesus had already ordained David for such a time as this. But see, David had to go through a process, you guys. So even though he was the shepherd boy, the boy in the field, he still had to grow up into the role of being a king but see sometimes people their own blood kinfolk would not see you because they would continue to look at you as a shepherd boy but they won't see you as a king and I just want to encourage somebody because it's on my heart as we're recording this that somebody out there people have disqualified you people have labeled you 
People have really discounted you. People have told you you're not going to amount to anything. People have literally left you in the field while they go in the house and relax and chill. Kind of like the story of Cinderella. It's on my spirit to even swerve it this way because some people might say, well, Bree, I don't read the Bible like that. Bree, I need something more, something that I can connect with a little bit more. So what I will say is this. When you think about the story of Cinderella, right, you know she was dressed in some rags. She was basically the stepsister. She was the one that when the three ladies went to the ball, she was still at the house. But then she had a fairy godmother. Can somebody say the Holy Ghost? She had a fairy godmother that came into the room and basically told her, I'm going to give you an opportunity. I'm going to give you an opportunity. It wasn't about the marriage. It wasn't about the carriage. Cinderella just wanted an opportunity to just step out of her normalcy, to step out of what she always did. And so that's what happened. The family did not even recognize her because, see, the Holy Ghost will actually change your identity. The Holy Ghost will cover you and keep you when people try to discount you and discredit you. The Holy Ghost will literally camouflage you in plain sight. Y'all didn't catch that. <laughs> Cinderella went to the same ball that her three stepsisters were at, and they didn't even recognize her. So getting to the point of the story, we all know in the end, Cinderella was the one who got the ring. She was the one who got the palace. She was the one who got everything. But see, that goes back to the meat of the story. People will discount you as not being worthy. But see, Cinderella was worthy of the position, even though she didn't look like it. She was already ordained. She was already prepared for that next level. It's a fairy tale, but I just want to give it to you in a spiritual sense that Jesus is going to raise some kings and queens up in this season that people have sat there and said, oh, they just a shepherd boy. Come on now. God going to raise you up. Leave it to man and not God. There is no telling what dark highway you may be on. And I'm not saying that for every man. But you, there has to be a level of discernment. That's a key word I feel in this season. In and out of pandemic. Ooh. Discernment. Because when you don't have discernment, I get concerned. Wow. Because you're, you can't make sound judgment decisions. And when you can't make sound judgment decisions, your decisions determine your outcome. And we all have made some decisions that we are not, it's not the highlight of our lives, but those decisions have made us to be who we are today. In some way, capacity, the power of God is so powerful that he would take ugly and make beautiful. A ugly situation become a beautiful situation. Just as I, I think about the situation, maybe like a, a, let me put it this way. How is it that a young man can be born against all odds in poverty, in low income housing, as they say? Surrounded by nothing but negativity. But it's nothing but the grace and power of God that keeps him 
because he's already predestined for greatness. Even having God having grace on moments when he don't make the best decision, but to use it as a learning curve for his next destination. So I ended by saying this, despite your past, despite your history, don't let it determine your future. Have laser focused vision and don't stray away from it. And remember a key point, I even have to remember this myself. Remember to change your filters. Just as Jesus changed the disciples until he found the right ones. So, anything else, Bree? That's all, folks. That's all. Peace. This has been another episode of Resilient Love. God bless. Thanks so much for listening to Resilient Love Podcast. We wanted to take this opportunity to also let you know that you can help us by committing to a monthly fee of $0.99, cent, $2.99, or $9.99. Those contributions help us to keep this movement of resilient love going. Blessings to all listeners and subscribers. Thank you all. Resilient Love.